Oh, hello. Welcome to the Woke is Broke podcast. I'm your host, as always, Joshua Stanko. And uh, today, you know, in the world where uh, there's news every second of every hour, um, I thought I'd do a little bonus episode for you guys today. So uh, let's get into it, shall we? Now I'd like to take you back in time, if you'll join me, to the year 1986, where uh, conservative author and academic William F. Buckley Jr. participated in a debate um, with a number of leftists, one of whom was the superintendent of schools of California at the time, Bill Honig. A debate uh, covering the privatization of uh, schooling systems. Uh, William F. Buckley Jr. was advocating for a school voucher programs, basically, right, and that the privatization of education should be expanded upon. And uh, this debate, though almost 40 years old at this point, it is relevant to what's going on today, so let's watch a little snippet of that, shall we? One of the benefits is private choice, but one of the problems with choice, especially in a democracy, is that public schools and private schools have always tried to open doors for students, to give them something their families might not be able to give them on their own. And if you have a system that magnifies or accelerates the differences in this, in this society right now, which, which increases uh, those differences by allowing pure choice, which allow, by allowing marketing to individual interest, where are we going to be assured that somebody is responsible for transmitting some sense of common values, for some the, the glue that holds us together, what this democracy is all about? How do we assure well, that we don't the, just fragment? To tell you the truth, Mr. Tony, I see a lot of hypocrisy in the position about the public schools as publicly expressed by, for instance, representatives of the NEA. Let's, let's take our recent example, shall we? They always say, well, religion is something that should be taken care of at home. Uh, it, under the circumstances, it has no place in the classroom. Then a few weeks, months, years go by, and they say, now, of course, there's a thing called sex education. Uh, sex education isn't being taken care of at home, so we've got to take care of it here. 60 Minutes last Sunday was full of the responsibilities of public education to uh, uh, teach 13-year-olds how not to become pregnant on the grounds that it wasn't being taught at home. So really, what the philosophers of public education are saying to us is, we want to teach people what we're really interested in. We're not interested in religion. We couldn't care less whether they get religion back home. But we are interested in sex education, so we'll teach them that. I say, let us remember that the parents ought to remain dominant in these matters and that it is they who ought to be able to select those schools that transmit those values concerning which they feel most ardently. Well, let me... respond as one educator with a very definite philosophy, and that philosophy is that the schools are responsible for transmitting our basic beliefs and values in this country, and I'm, that I'm that is one, let me finish please, and that is one of our objectives, and the question is, how effectively do we do, we do that? We think that the role of religion in the creation of this country, the biblical the tradition, story, if you, all of that should be studied if in school. If you're telling me that uh, we suffer in America from the notion that there is no academic responsibility to forward values, then I welcome your reiteration of the thesis of a book I wrote 35 years ago called The Superstitions of Academic Freedom, uh, in which I pointed out that the notion that a teacher shouldn't say that the Declaration of Independence is a superior document to, to uh, Marx's manifesto, 
because academic freedom takes a position that no positions are finally validated uh, is simply uh, incorrect. But we live in a pluralist society and people have a right to search out schools that seek to forward their values and Mr. Sowell and I want to make this mechanically possible. Fine, but we don't I, have to I, pay I, for it. Now what this video highlights um, is that the arrogance amongst leftist academics has been in existence for many, many decades at this point. And William F. Buckley Jr. is absolutely right in his assertion that teachers just want to be able to teach whatever they want to your kids. And the thing is, is that the guy he was debating, what was it, uh, Bill Honig, um, he doesn't even dispute this. He openly says it, that the public school system needs to be the one to teach values to your children, right? To teach common values to your children so that there is a glue that holds us all together. Otherwise, you know, it's just going to lead to a fracturing of values. At least he's honest about it. But my God, my God, just the arrogance amongst leftist academics is utterly astounding. And if you watch this whole debate, and I highly, highly encourage you to watch it, what you'll see is that the leftists in this debate get very, very emotional very, very quickly. You always see this, right? These the, the, the so-called enlightened, right? Losing their minds, getting emotional, screaming, getting angry, getting upset, right? When they're debating somebody on the right. And why is that? It's because their arguments, right, their beliefs, their values aren't predicated on intellectualism. They aren't predicated on, on, on facts or numbers. Their arguments are based on emotion. They're based on um, emotion and the notion that because they are educated, right, because they're one of the enlightened, that that means that their rights, their values, their beliefs need to supersede yours, right? You're not smart enough to teach your kids values. And if you try on your own, it's going to lead to a fracturing of the country. Talk about arrogance. Talk about a Napoleonic complex. And the sad thing is, this is, this is nothing that's gone away. This has only grown exponentially. And what have we seen? What have we seen if not a fracturing of values in this country? I mean, you want to talk about the glue that held America together. How about the, 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 the common beliefs for, for decades? That the principles of the founding fathers, that the, the, the documents that lay the basis, the foundation to this country, the documents like the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, right, the Bill of Rights, that these are things, these were objectively good things that led to America being a beacon to the world, that led to objectively good things like individualism, individual liberty, having the right to do what you ought. Right? Those are the values that held America together, right? Things like patriotism. And yet these, these, these arbiters of truth say that's all garbage, right? The things that are going to hold us together are teaching your seven-year-olds that a boy can have his balls chopped off and magically become a girl. And if the parents don't like it, it's because they're stupid. It's because they're not educated like us. Right? This idea that a teacher can go through college and then enter the public education system and think that they have somehow earned the right to tell your children what they should and should not believe when it comes to values. Right? They don't bother teaching historical facts or mathematical facts or scientific facts or grammatical facts. 
They want to teach your kids their personal beliefs and their personal interpretation of those facts. And if you as a parent don't agree with them, it's because you don't know any better. It's not that the kid doesn't know any better. It's because you don't know any better. You're just too stupid. You're just not educated enough, right? Because if you were, you would agree with me. That's what they're saying. Nobody has the right to take your kid away from you. Nobody has the right to take your right as a parent to teach and instill your values to your children away from you. Short of actual abuse, obviously. But let's get real for a second here. Let's get real for a second here. You want to see the, the, the natural endpoint of what these people's values does to your kids? You want to see what it looks like when your kids are raised using their values? This is what it looks like. wondering what that was, those were some not-so-peaceful protesters, students of UNT down in Texas, lambasting Jeff Younger, a father who's been fighting in the court system over custody of his child who's experiencing gender dysphoria, fighting for custody against him against his ex-wife who wants to reaffirm that gender dysphoria and sign their child up for surgery. Jeff Younger, who's there at UNT to protest, to, to, to speak out against the transgender movement, to, to advocate for the criminalization of the genital mutilation, genital mutilation of minors, of gender reassignment surgery for people on the, uh, kids under the age of 18, right? And that's how he was treated. That's what they want to make your kids into, right? Because even if they end up screwed up, even if they end up entitled morons, have no grasp on reality, have no grasp on decency, have no grasp on things like actual equality, actual acceptance, and actual inclusion, right? Even if they screw up your kids exponentially, even if they get your kids killed, right? Because let's not pretend that the transgender community doesn't have a suicide rate of like 40 freaking percent. And the more kids they sign up to that, that to be mem permanent members of that community, permanent members of that community are more likely to kill themselves because Gender dysphoria is a actual mental condition. Okay, but even if they screw up their, even if they, even if they screw up your kids, at least they were right. That's what it comes down to. At least they were right. At least they were helping to create a more equitable, equitable world. Yeah, when you've reached the point where the ends justify the means no matter what, you are in a very bad place, morally speaking. And these people's moral compass is so unbelievably screwed up, I am amazed that they find their way home at the end of the day. It's absolutely astounding. But yeah, it's, it's for me, I, I would certainly hope for you, but for me, it is a pretty easy decision when I look at kids like this... 
and I look to how they got there, and I look to the values that were taught to them by these educators, and I say, I don't want my children anywhere near that. And neither should you. I mean, privatization of education at this point may be the only thing to get us out of there. A school voucher system that would actually hold educators accountable. Demand that they cut this crap out and they do their damn job and they're not going to have a job. That's really the only way to get to overcome this, this whole fiasco in the schooling system. So I did want to cover this um, before we wrap up today. If ever you were unsure as to the objectivity of our mainstream news organizations or whether or not our mainstream news organizations were just a bunch of lies, lying, biased hacks, um, look no further than this. Um, so Florida just passed the Parental Rights and Education Bill. Right? It's a bill that's been dubbed the Don't Say Gay Bill by Democrats and far leftists and the LGBT movement. Right, And uh, here's the problem. That's not anywhere in the bill. There is no reference to not saying the word gay in the bill whatsoever. What the bill says is that teaching five, six, and seven-year-old children um, values regarding sex and sexual education is to be reserved exclusively for the parents. That educators do not have the authority to teach five, six, and seven-year-olds um, about the LGBT themes, right, about morality regarding sexuality, about gender ideology. They don't have the authority to do that. It prevents them from doing that. And yet it's been dubbed the Don't Say Gay Bill rather falsely in order to paint Governor DeSantis as, a, I don't know, a, a homophobe of some kind, right? And yet our objective news outlets, right, yesterday had articles up and down the wall referring to this bill as the Don't Say Gay Bill. Which news outlets were doing this? Oh, I don't know. Let's take a look. Um, NBC, ABC, BBC, CBC, CBS, PBS, CNN, The Washington Examiner, The Hill, The LA Times, Politico, NPR, Daily Mail, The Daily News, The Inquirer, Metro Weekly, Forbes, The Independent, The Press Herald, The Huffington Post, The New York Post, The New York Daily News, Yahoo News, and of course, Gay City News, because why freaking not, right? The only news organizations to not list this bill as the Don't Say Gay Bill, and their articles were MSN and the National Post, and of course, right-leaning news organizations, right? And yet, these are the people that we're supposed to believe are objective journalists using language of the left exclusively, demonstrably false language regarding this bill. These are who we're supposed to trust. And yet, and yet, I, right, I, on the, on the right, am supposed to be believed less because at least I'm honest about my biases, right? I've never claimed to be objective. I'm absolutely not objective. This is a conservative show. I have a set of beliefs. I have a set of values. And I express those values when I cover the news here on this show. And yet, companies like The Daily Wire, like, like Breitbart, like Fox, we're supposed to trust them less because they're open about their biases. Meanwhile, Don Lemon will go out there and say that Christians need to dispense with their outdated notion of, you know, the sin of homosexuality, right, and just join the real world, and then immediately say he's an objective journalist? Brian Stelter can go out there and say that Joe Rogan needs to be taken off the internet? Why? Because he has a larger audience than him? And then say he's a trusted news source? Talk about unbelievably backward standards. Talk about no standards. Talk about no decency, no honesty and no accountability. These people don't even stop to question their motives at any single point. Not once. 
It's not about if I could be wrong, it's I'm right all of the time for these people. And you know, uh, at least, at least we have Governor, Governor DeSantis down in Florida, I will say that, at least we have him. I love this guy, I love this guy, I love how he shuts down these moron reporters time after time, right? With Trump he would always say, you know, fake news and then tr try and move on, right? With DeSantis he says fake news and here's why, and he pummels them over the head. And he got a journalist who actually had the gall to refer to his, this bill, right? The Parental Rights and Education Bill as the Don't Say Gay Bill to DeSantis' face. And um, here's just one of the reasons why I love this dude right here. Does it say that in the bill? Does it say that in the bill? I'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill because you are pushing false narratives. It doesn't matter what critics say. It says it bans classroom instruction on sexual identity and gender orientation. For who? For for grades pre-K through three. So five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, and. Um, the idea that you wouldn't be honest about that and tell people what it actually says, it's why people don't trust people like you because you peddle false narratives. And so we disabuse you of those narratives. And we're going to make sure that parents are able to send their kid to kindergarten without having some of this stuff injected into their school curriculum. Ow. Ouch. That's, that's got to hurt. Um, but don't take my word for it. Take real-life feral ghoul and current Chicago mayor, Lori Lightfoot. I believe she agrees with us, don't you, Lori? Oh, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I don't actually speak feral ghoul, but I believe she was agreeing with us. Um, oh, just got a translation from her office. Uh, she said... I hate white people, and I'm ugly as sin. Well, at least she's honest about it. Good on her. Good on her. Um, but in any event, that is all the time we got for you guys today. I, of course, am Joshua Stanko, your host, as always. Um, and uh, I, I will ask, if you could, to please share us on social media. We got links for... Uh, well, all of, all of our links are, are down in the episode descriptions for our pages up on Rumble, YouTube, Spotify, all that. Um, so if you could share us uh, on social media, we'd certainly appreciate it. Um, but in any event, I will say stay safe, stay informed, guys, and God bless. We'll catch you next time.